Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UI is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. She has a strong faith and is not afraid to share it. The emphasis being on love, Rhea Rourke has been navigating a difficult health diagnosis. She has sought and learned quite a bit along the way, so much so that now she would like to share with others who might need tools and encouragement that have helped her. It's been a while since I'd been in contact with today's Believe guest, Ray O'Rourke. We worked together several years back. We reconnected through Instagram, and as you will soon find out, Ray has the authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability that I find so refreshing and am drawn to. Welcome to the show, Ray. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so wonderful to reconnect with you. Is there anything you want the listeners to know about you to start? Ah, uh, well, first off, the advice, as you used in the intro, is just to be authentic. Mm. That's really huge, a big lesson in life. Um, and to follow your passions and your dreams, that's something that I'm learning. So I've been on a windy road trying to figure out my path in life. And it came down to me having an interest in holistic health, nutrition, mm-hmm. psychology, mental health, and really combining all of that. So one day, I'm hoping to have a healing ministry. I'm actually meeting with mentors right now to kind of help me start my steps to make that happen. But wonderful. And having a purpose in life. I think everyone needs their purpose. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> that sounds well, that all sounds so, uh, you know, a great challenge, but then all because you know, the learning and the process, but then also deeply fulfilling and satisfying to, you know, take that thing that's in your heart that you want to get out there and share. And to be able to do that. Very, very exciting. What three words would you use to describe yourself? (laughs) Uh, Optimistic, encourager, and fighter. Oh. Fighter is the last one. I've been told that. So. (laughs) Well, no, that I think that that's really good. Meaning that you, you don't like to see things that are unjust or whatever. You're, you're willing to be the advocate for yourself and for, for maybe those who, for whatever reason, aren't fully able to be that for themselves. Those are really great words. All right. Two truths and a lie. I think you're familiar with this. You say three yeah. things. Okay. Right. <laughs> say three things and I'll see if I can uh, ferret out the one that is not true. Okay. Uh, I used to be a professional singer. I've actually had two contract offers from well-known producers in the music industry. Um, I have backpacked through Europe and I love, um, I love boxing and Muay Thai. So. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, I feel like, oh no, I feel like all of them could be true. Oh, 
Oh gosh, which one is not true? Okay, um, backpack through Europe. You like boxing, and then you mentioned a particular, I'm guessing, kind of boxing, and then a professional singer with different contracts offered. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to go with you are a professional. You, you know that you I, beautiful voice. I had opportunities that you like the boxing. You mentioned a certain kind. I'm going to say maybe you didn't backpack through Europe. Maybe you went through Europe on the train or hostels or whatever. I don't know, but I just got to pick one. And so that's the one I'm picking. All right. Tell us. I haven't even been through Europe. So oh, <laughs> at least through Ireland. But yeah, the others, the others are very true. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, as I recall, back when we worked together, you do have a really beautiful voice. And I can see you liking, you know, boxing and being drawn to a certain kind. Tell me about what was the name of the kind that you were talking about? Muay Thai. So it's a form of kickboxing. It's just uh, there's a bit more to it. Uh, One of my favorite things to do is train at MMA gyms. Um, Previously over last summer, I just got into it. I did boxing a little bit in high school, but I really want (laughs) boxing. So um, I just love it. It's really good cardio. And, you know, you just got to find what works best for you when it comes to exercising and it just clicked. So yeah, (laughs) that's absolutely true. Finding the thing that gets you to move to keep your body uh, well tuned, whatever that is. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. One of your favorite movies of all time. Just one. We all have bunches of, we all have a lot we love, right? Yeah, I have a lot, but um, Elf, I would have to say, just because <laughs> the story, he's so optimistic. And of course, it's funny. I'm really big on comedy movies, um, but that movie just never gets old. It's just every <laughs> holiday season, I got to watch Elf. <laughs> now, so you watch it every year. I so. do. <laughs> Very good. Do you watch it more than once in a year? I would have to say, yeah, very likely. (laughs) (laughs) But that, you know, that's, that's why this is kind of a cool question in the sense that you find out it's almost like, you know, we have comfort foods. I think we have comfort movies, right? True. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That elf, that is a good one. And, and a person that inspires you. Mm, I would have to say besides Jesus, um, just the whole story, who he is what he stands for um in person would have to be brenda my first mentor who passed away a few years ago oh gosh she's really the one who um who helped me turn into the person i am today Mm. woman of faith she was a light she was full of joy she was battling stage four cancer and um at that time, I was going to a health food store regularly, pre-diagnosis, being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I was really sick, and I was just trying to fix myself. Um, this woman, whatever she saw in me, she just reached mm-hmm. out and loved on me, and then, uh, yeah, she's she's really the one who planted the seed and started it all, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember her all the time. I keep her in my heart, and I keep her in my heart for motivation, so... Yeah, big influence on my life. She was yeah. (laughs) Well, and of course, I'm one of the things I noticed on Instagram, and I wondered if it would come up today. And I I do so value and respect your, as we talked about, your authenticity, but your willingness to, you know, say, you know, share your diagnosis and talk about its challenges and all. I, I, 
I greatly admire and am inspired by people who are willing to, to, you know, to share their, their truth, their authenticity with the rest of us. I think it is so important. And so Brenda in her, in her own terminal, well, she had a terminal illness. Your illness is, is not, I mean, not right. It's not, it's not terminal. I mean, it's, you will have it. I, I mean, excuse my ignorance. My, my very, my very limited understanding is this is a diagnosis for life. And they're depending on how it progresses. There are different things you can do along the way to try to minimize effects and maximize where you're at. Would that be true? I would say yes. So it is a snowflake disease, multiple sclerosis. Um, Everyone's different. It impacts people differently. There are different stages of multiple sclerosis and different forms of multiple sclerosis. So um, first stage, you can pretty much navigate through life. I am one of the smaller percentage that develops secondary progressive multiple sclerosis where I went through an exacerbation where I lost my eyesight. I could barely see. I could hardly walk. I had a walker Mm. and a cane for a while. Um, Had trouble keeping weight on. I had a lot of muscle loss. And I couldn't even hold conversations. Um, I actually used to be a caregiver. I did both in-home care and I worked at a facility. And I primarily worked with dementia patients. And that was comparable to dementia patients. Uh, I believe it was a God thing that I was transferred to a different MS specialist. She was the one who saw the lesions on my brain and caught them. And it was <laughs> really, really big deal. Um, they were located on my corpus callosum and that can be terminal. There are people who have died from MS who do have severe symptoms, Um, It is systemic. So let's say you could have a heart attack out of nowhere, have strokes. It's very common for people with secondary MS to have strokes. Um, And you basically, it's just a deteriorating disease because it is systemic and it impacts your nervous system, which basically keeps your body running. Mm -hmm. But I took the liberty of finding the answers, doing my own research, because I had an MS specialist who supported my choices. She actually wanted to hold off on putting me on any prescriptions or medications. She said, let's give you some time. Let's see if there's some way your symptoms improve. Um, Let's see where you go, if you progress more, how fast you progress, and we'll go from there. And I had to have a Chinese medicine doctor, and I let her know that I was starting to receive acupuncture again, and I was using Chinese medicine, and that I was really trying to treat my symptoms with diet and um, changing environment, emotional health, and she supported it. So... That was in 2018, late 2018, it was confirmed through a neuro-ophthalmologist actually because of my vision. Um, He did the evaluation and said that let's hold off on getting you prescription glasses because it can cost you anywhere from $2,000 to $4,000 and insurance isn't going to cover it. But he, there was something there with these doctors that looked at me and said, let's not lose hope. Maybe your symptoms will improve. So sure enough, um, unfortunately, my life was kind of upside down. I actually didn't have much support uh, when I was going through this really bad exacerbation. 
um, my extended family is out of town and my mother and my stepdad, I don't think really understood what was going on with me because mm-hmm. it is an invisible disease. And, um, I really had a lot of hard conversations with God because my symptoms got so bad that it was torture. It felt like hell on earth. I mean, mm-hmm. the symptoms I listed are only a few of all the other things that were going on through my body. Um, so I really said, Hey God, you know, if you want me here, (laughs) we need to do something. You got to give me a purpose. Give me a reason to stay. If you don't give me a reason, then I don't know why I'm here, why I'm being tortured with this. So, um, bless his heart. My Chinese medicine doctor, uh, he really poured into me. He invested in me gave me free appointments, gave me free treatment because I had nothing. Um, I was living off of food stamps because I couldn't work. It got to the point where when I was a chiropractic assistant, I had to walk to work and walking in the sun. By the time I got to work, the computer screen was a big white blob. I couldn't see. (laughs) He didn't want to let me go. And I I told him, I said, I'm trying so hard, but I can't remember things. I'm losing things. I'm losing my vision. And then eventually just progressed to where I even had trouble walking and even just taking care of myself. Showers were challenging. Um, And I have to say, someone told me a while ago, he said, no, I'd rather lose my mind before losing any of my body's ability to function, you know, not being able to walk. And I said, absolutely not. That's the last thing you want to lose. (laughs) Your memory is so important to have, to be able to connect with people and have conversations. So, um, yeah, this Chinese medicine doctor was incredible. He invested in me and he had a heart to heart with me one day. And um, as he was praying over me, he said, you know, I don't talk to anyone but God and the Holy Spirit. Those are the only ones that I listen to. And he said, if you want to succeed in life, and you want to heal, read the Bible every day. And he <laughs> said, how am I supposed to read the Bible if I literally can't even see right now? He was like, use an audiobook, <laughs> just for him like that. So I did. I just, I struggled, but I really took that to heart. And um, I was a Christian before then, but I never really got into detail into the word like I have since he shared that with me. And it's just beautiful from the stories to the wisdom that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of take things out of context. Um, there's a lot of division, unfortunately, because of disagreements with the Bible. But I think it really comes down to people just not spending enough time in the Bible and taking it in the context. So uh, pretty incredible. I, wow, I, I had no idea because we, we've lost touch for, I guess, yeah. those years, right? The years that you were struggling and and going through these really horrific symptoms. And listener, let me tell you that Ray looks the picture of health. I mean, she's glowing, <laughs> she's radiant, she can see, she's and I mean, she can, you're you're mobile. I mean, you're I mean, you're 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 restored to probably a really good level. And I really want to thank you for. Uh, you know, educating certainly me and then anybody else who's listening who didn't really, I never even heard the word snowflake disease and or (laughs) disorder, whatever. But that just makes a lot of sense. And that all of the other, you know, sub, you know, headings and all of the other things that it can be that it's quite complicated. 
And uh, thank you for, you know, sharing some of that with us so that we have a better understanding of the fact that it really can be, uh, it is very complex. Obviously, you have restored, as I use that word, a lot of your health. And, and it sounds like you did that through a combination of, of the different um, medicine uh, styles, uh, you know, philosophies that you just like, I'm going on, I'm doing all of them. I'm doing all of them, but I'm going to not hold off on prescription stuff right now. And I just want to see everything I can do. And I'm imagining also that it was probably a pretty slow going, like you didn't just wake up one morning and like, here you are, like you are today. Oh, I had to work really hard. So on top of working on my spiritual health, emotional health, I had to eat really clean and find what worked best for me, um, how to change my environment, my living environment, how to create new habits. Uh, but the most amazing part is my last MRI, that was last April, I'm coming up on my routine MRI next month. Um more than half my lesions have been reversed. Not only that, the lesions on my corpus callosum are no longer there. Oh, yes. So, I mean, it kind of gets to a point in life where there's like two types of people that just say, okay, they choose victimhood, which I'm not going to judge them for that. Life is hard. We get thrown things. And sometimes it's just easier to just accept what we're given and then there's those of us who say, what can I make out of this? Um, how can I change this? And what can I do in my power to make this better? So I, I took the liberty of doing the research and learning about nutrition and really came down to the spiritual, emotional health that really helped me. That was the biggest part for me. So. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> and just thank you again for sharing so much of your journey with us today. Cause it, it is, it, it just, it's a reminder that we will have hardships in this world. I, I don't really know that many. Well, I probably don't know anybody who hasn't had some kind of a hardship or another, no matter what category it fell in and they're hard. That's why they're called hardships. Yes. <laughs> but it, like you said, you know, what, what can you, make out of it? And what else can I do to better my situation? What can I, you know, uh, what good choices can I make? What can I learn from this? All of those things are, um, like you say, back to that purpose, that purpose, you know, that you can find some of that in what you go through. And, and sometimes it, it can be as simple as, other people watching you go through what you're going through. You know what I mean? Like you had your own um, adventure, I will call it with what you went through. And then other people though are, are watching you, even if you don't realize they're watching you. And so you're, it's this beautiful ripple effect of, of how you're, you're walking through this with grace and strength. And I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to research. I'm going to find out what works for me. I mean, the, the drive, the motivation, all of that. Um, we just don't know how we might be impacting others simply by being ourselves. And that is a huge piece of what this show is all about is you get to be you, I get to be me. And, and, and but isn't that great? It's so great. Yes. So let's celebrate that. And you know, have conversations. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how much I love that you use the word encourager, because that's, that's <laughs> one of my words, like, I live to encourage 
other people. I just can't help myself. It just, it brings me so much joy. No matter what I, I might be doing, you know, in work or relationships or what have you, I find myself, you know, wanting to kind of, you know, lift up and, and echo and celebrate and all those beautiful things. So kindred spirits here for sure. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. What's a piece of wisdom that you keep handy? You probably got a ton, I bet. Yeah. Well, I mean, besides what I just shared with you, um, besides reading the Bible, I'd have to say, learn from your challenges. And one of my favorite proverbs is uh, those who walk with the wise become wise. Ah. So, you know, really look for those who can mentor you and encourage you and help you grow in life. We should never stop growing. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. All right. We're going to head into the believe part of, um, of this conversation. Um, so we're going to, you can answer this how, however you like, but what do you believe? Why do you believe that? And how does that show up in your life? And there, it, it there's no wrong answer because you're being you. So it's, it's whatever, whichever direction you want to take it. And I'll, I'll, uh, you know, pepper in little questions and little thoughts as we go. All right. So what do you believe? Uh, um, well, obviously I'm a Christian, a woman of faith. Uh, I believe that all the promises in the Bible are true. I believe in the power of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really big one too, is just really having faith in the power of prayer because that's gotten me through a lot. Um, I have testimony after testimony when it comes to that. Right. And then so uh, and then why do you believe that? Because because of what you've seen in because of what you have experienced in your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my mentor who actually passed away, she had been praying for me when I was really struggling at that time. I was 73 pounds, actually. Oh, um, my gosh. Ray. Rabbit trail to how sick I was and I wasn't getting the attention I needed um, <laughs> from the doctors. But I joined a Bible study previously after I had broken up with an ex-boyfriend and I ran into my pastor's wife at the gas station um, and she said, hey, we're doing this Bible study. I would love for you to join and happen to have a book on her. And so I went to the Bible study and the first day we're there, we're all to share our testimonies of how we ended up there. And I shared it with them and they all said, no way, we prayed for you. Brenda was in our group, in our Bible study, and she asked us to pray for you. And they said that they prayed for me all the time. Um, and then there I was. So absolutely the power of prayer. And that shows up in my life daily. I, I don't take that for granted now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So, oh gosh, that's just, you know, I, it, the journey that you've had and what a picture of health you are, how, how long did that, I mean, from when you first started noticing symptoms to when you got diagnosed, I'm curious about that time frame, And then from um, sort of your sickest to, to now, because I, I'm imagining that there's probably a spread of time over all that. Yeah. So with MS, you go through exacerbations or what they would also call relapses. 
um, relapsing means that your symptoms just come to the surface. And as your disease progresses, it gets worse. So each exacerbation, you develop new symptoms and it just gradually gets worse over time. It can. Um, I started experiencing neuropathy and some mild symptoms at age 19. I've had migraines pretty much my whole life. Um, I just thought that it was just a part of life is having migraines. <laughs> and then, um, 19 because of my symptoms were just kind of irritating. I was trying to get some answers, couldn't. And then I would have to say around age 21, my symptoms started progressing, um, started having some visual symptoms, mostly migraines, neuropathy was increasing. I couldn't feel my feet, um, dealing with a lot of body pains, a lot of stomach issues. And then I went into remission with my Chinese medicine doctor. He's really kind of been with me through my journey. Um, and then age 25, my symptoms, again, I went through another exacerbation. That's when I was really dealing with the weight loss and eating, um, the pain, the neuropathy kind of increased then. Did you um, know at that point at 25 that, that you had MS? No. So no. Oh my God. Crazy thing is doctors, they just tell you, Oh, you're just stressed. Oh, it's diet related. (laughs) You're just an anxious person and it's no, there's something wrrong with my body, but, um, I just would shrug it off and say, okay, I'm just going to have to live like this. It wasn't until age 28 when I would wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't move my left arm at all. Uh, I mainly dealt with having motility issues on my left side, my left arm, my left leg, uh, considerably weak. They would, the symptoms on that side were just worse for whatever reason, even my eyesight. Um, so age 28, finally, they did an MRI and told me I could possibly have MS. Um, at that time, I didn't want to accept the possible diagnosis and I kind of ran from it because I had an ex who basically we broke up because he said that if we have children one day and he can't take care of it, what, take care of them, what am I going to do? So kind of broke my heart, didn't want to be labeled as a sick uh, person who's incapable of doing things. So um, tried doing what I could on my own to reverse the symptoms until it was actually around the time, um, I was working with you. I was in that car accident mm. and I didn't know head injuries can trigger MS. Um, cause it was a double impact. The gal had hit me at an average about 30 to 35 miles an hour. Um, outside a stoplight and that just triggered everything. That's really what made my symptoms spiral. So had another MRI done and this MS specialist, she was the one who caught the lesions and did the evaluation because my symptoms just kind of gradually were starting to go haywire. I would say 2017 beginning is when the accident happened, I was receiving regular um, integrative health treatment, acupuncture, massage, which helped me going for a while, kept me going. Um, unfortunately, in 2018, beginning of 2018, that's when my symptoms started getting a little worse, uh, really started getting debilitating. And end of 2018 is when it was confirmed and when I was just disabled, totally incapable of working and holding a job, which mm. was kind of sad because I enjoy working. I always have. Um, 
<laughs> started working at age 10 in my mom's candy store. She had me answering the phone, <laughs> you know, helping her. And I had my first job on my own when I was 14. And I had just been working ever since I found joy in work. So that was a really hard pill to swallow. But after that diagnosis, my Chinese medicine doctor also told me to watch a documentary called Living Proof. Um, his name is Matt Emery. He's actually located in Canada. He is an actor. He's well known. And he was diagnosed with MS at age 19 and actually been in remission ever since his dad, who's a doctor, did all this research for him. And he's been able to keep his symptoms under control. He exercises every single day, um, hasn't had an exacerbation or relapse since. So he was kind of one of the ones who put the fire under me to really take, I shouldn't say control of my life because I can't control my life, but um, do what I could as far as what I can when it comes to diet and mentally emotional health. Um, Gosh, that's yeah. just really incredible. <laughs> I mean, you know, we worked together you know, for a time. You were a teaching artist and we were working in children's theater together. I, you know, did not know, you know, really much of really any of this at all until we reconnected on Instagram. And, and I want to say, you know, as much of a downside as there is to social media and certain technological aspects of our society, that there is the upside. And that is being able to not just reconnect with people, which I'm very grateful to reconnect with you, but also like we talked about earlier, you, you choosing, choosing to share your challenge, your journey part, you know, you, what life has given you and you are choosing again to do everything you can to make the absolute best out of it. And it is, rendered you far healthier, optimally, right? And what an inspiration that can be to many, many other people. And, and again, back to if everybody did that thing, whatever that thing is, if we all did that thing, mm-hmm. wow, there's just no stopping us, no matter what we're going through. And again, that doesn't mean you're not going to get the challenges and the hard things. That does not mean that, but you can choose to go through it in a far healthier, better way through the process, right? Because it's, it's, we talk about this too on the show a lot, I-N-G, we're, we're always ing, grow ing, process ing, right? I mean, it's, if we're ED, then we're, we're not here anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is there anything you want to share in conclusion? Uh, well, I have to say, um, I want to add in there is to, for people to have grace toward themselves because I played the victim card for a while and I really kind of sulked in it and had self-pity and just was ready to throw in a towel a few times. Um, and then God threw the towel back in my face and said, right, face, you're almost there, you know, keep going. So um, just to, for us, when we are down, because everyone is, at some point in our lives, we're going to be hit with grief. We're going to be hit with depression. Um, I had lost three very dear loved ones um, mm. in a short period of time just before my symptoms progressed. So it was kind of 
a loss of a lot of things. I really had to start from square one. But um, one of my favorite sayings in the Bible is when Paul talks about, you know, he's learned how to be content with a little and a lot. Um, I literally, I had nothing. I was homeless and having a couch surf for a while because I was in a bad environment. Um, my friends, you know, got provided with just enough to get me through. And I just held on by a little thread, but hope. Um, hope can get you a long way. And there's actually a study that was done in Harvard with these mice and they were left in these bowls of water. And basically they had to try and swim to keep themselves alive. Oh, Um, God. Before they were ready to give up and they were going to die, the the researchers took them out of the water, revived them, and then put them back in the water. And guess how long they lasted? The first time was only about 15 minutes. The second time after they put them back in the water, they held on for 60 hours. And as they had that hope, it was that hope they knew, they knew in their mind that they're going to get relief sometime. It's coming. So the power of the mind is just incredible. Um, and I love this topic, belief, because the actual Hebrew word is amen, and um, it stands for to stand firm. Mm. And yeah, so it's, it's really huge to be sure, to stand firm and to be sure, and that will get you through life, is to believe. And in something, it doesn't have to be, you know, what everyone else believes it is right. something I my belief I do believe that all the answers are in the Bible but you know we all need different diets we all need different therapies um we all have our introverts or extroverts and in between so it's really figuring out works best for you as well right um, yeah well, well I'm really grateful that <clears throat> you know you are being very in the grace topic, you're, you're extending that grace to other people. And you're not, you're, this is one of the things I believe gives Christianity a very bad name. And that is that like, you are wrong if you don't believe like I do, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just so important to say you are going on your own journey. You are having your own life adventure. And if you're, you know, curious about what it's been like for me, I can share with you that and I can share with you what I believe, but I'm not going to require, demand, clobber, hit you over the head with any mm-hmm. of it because that's that's not what it is at all. Well, here's, here's one of my all-time favorite quotes, and that is, preach the gospel always, use words when necessary. 100%. What- into Christianity because I was raised Catholic, but I witnessed things in the church that didn't sit well with me. And I never thought I would step foot in church again. Brenda, she reflected God and Jesus. She was that light for me and for so many others. And it was funny because she invited me to church. If, if she didn't have stage for cancer, I never would have gone. I know that that was a God thing. She invited me and I wasn't going to say no to her. There's no way I could. Um, but instead of her, she did sit down at one point and have the heart to heart with me and ask me what I believed. Cause I do feel that that's important. And of course it's done so much for me. You just want to share that with others, but it also says in the Bible, we are not to judge outsiders. Only God does that. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, to judge those who are within the church, <laughs> you know, <laughs> remove the bad ones from among us. That's what it says. So to mm-hmm. have grace, Jesus reached out to everyone, the outcasts. He really defied those within the Jewish culture because they were all about the law when he came here to fulfill the law. Right. The law, really, that foundation is on love. And that's another thing. Love is so huge. Like people don't understand how healing love is. And I actually had a dream just before I went into the loneliest, scariest season of my life. And um, God spoke to me. And I remember asking him, am I just going to be a lone wolf for the rest of my life? Like, how, how does this work? And he said, no one's supposed to be alone. We're meant to have community. We're meant to love and live in peace with each other. That's another thing the Bible says. As far as it concerns you, live peaceably with all men, all, not just your brother, sister, not just those within the church, but all men. So yep. that's right. The world would be a much better place if people it's- just. I agree. I agree. It comes down to love. It really, really does. Thank you, Ray, so much for spending this time with us today. And I I just want to say, gosh, my my hat is off to you. I'm, I'm deeply inspired and moved by all that you've shared of yourself here today. And I lastly want to say, gosh, I, I, I really hope that you don't ever have to go through a, a homeless phase again and a couch surfing phase. If you find yourself in that situation, please give me a call. Oh, <laughs> you know, God is good. I learned how to navigate and trust. <laughs> um, it does say that I can test some of those promises and God has come through. It's just it's a matter of me learning. And I think that my testimony is going to help many others. So, um, you know, there's a reason for everything. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank <laughs> you, Ray. Sure. Appreciate your time. God bless. Thank you. I enjoyed reconnecting with Ray. I would say she's the picture of health, radiant, joyful, grateful. Her purpose has become clear as she merges it with her passion, remembering to have grace for others, including herself. And Ray knows hope can get you a long way. Just ask her. She is living proof. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our blessing. Give up harsh words. Use generous ones. Give up unhappiness. Take up gratitude. Give up anger. Take up hope and optimism. 
Give up worrying. Take up trust in God. Give up complaining. Value what you have. Give up stress. Take up prayers. Give up judging others. Discover Jesus within them. Give up sorrow and bitterness. Fill your heart with joy. Give up selfishness. Take up compassion for others. Give up being unforgiving. Learn reconciliation. Give up words. Fill yourself with silence and listen to others. Amen. That is courtesy of my friend Julieta. If you have a blessing you'd like to share, let me know. We'll put it on the show. So today, go be unabashed. Be 